So uh, last night I experienced sleep paralysis again. Oh, what is that? Did you drink? No, I didn't do anything. What? I just I, I I had this awful feeling that I was going to I was I mean for weeks now I've been I've been because I've been experiencing um, seasonal affective depression. Yeah. Um, then I just I just do what I do to go to get through it. I exercise and I I recognize what's going on and yeah. But I but ever since watching that Netflix movie, it reminded me that I do have that problem. Shine a flashlight directly into your eyeballs. Yeah, and I and it happened last night. I I woke up at about two in the morning going yeah, <gasps> and I was like, holy shit! Oh come on, no. So let me ask you a question. Can I ask what? you a question real quick yeah. about seasonal affective disorder specifically? What's up? Because I know what causes sleep paralysis well not what causes it but what it is yeah seasonal affective disorder yeah do you think that that's really really deep in the bones like hard-coded into not everybody but into certain people um yeah i mean i feel like it is in me it's something that happens no matter what i do every year and yeah well what i mean is is it not so much a disorder as it is something that happens in certain people who are carrying it in their gene code because they come their ancestors came from a place where prolonged periods of less sunlight in other words when you left the equatorial area of the earth and went north you never yeah. dropped it um yeah i mean i uh, my argument and i i know that micro's gonna furiously type after i say this but there isn't a thing that goes on in your body that does not have some some gene control switch that is a part of it or tangentially applied to it or or somehow uh, you know it you know a part of what's going on do you think about do you think about when your eyes blink mm-hmm. i mean even that is something that that is very obviously if you go right back to it it's you know it's uh it's it's your brain telling your eyes to close well why are your why is your brain telling your eyes to close you keep you just keep going deeper because your neurons are firing and saying that that's what you need to do in order to keep your eyes wet but well why yeah. you keep going you, the farther you go you always end up going back to a gene control switch that or 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 a few or a few hundred that are telling it mm-hmm. this is what you are this is what you do see i like the old the old stuff the old stuff that's run, running around in our gene code mm-hmm. like yawning i fucking mm. love yawning i love it and I that's because people say oh you do it because you're tired why what do, what function does it serve is it something that is so old because fish yawn yeah and a- other apes yawn monkeys uh, yawn n- not just apes monkeys um, um dolphins dogs dolphins not yawn? just hmm? i don't Dol- know I- see that's an interesting question i wonder wait, if wait, they wait. do there's a title for a book. Do dolphins yawn? You ask, want me to ask? Yeah, me ask, ask uh, Google here. Yeah, Let's ask see. Google. They don't know. <laughs> they can have some. Do dolphins yawn? Question mark. Oh, and the, the first thing that comes up for the Google search, uh, would you like to see this thing about Stranger Things 3 coming out on <laughs> July 4th? Yes, I'm excited. I have a big-ass boner. Come on. That's six months from now, dude. Uh-huh. And? I don't I don't want to plan that far ahead. Do marine mammals such as whales, dolphins, and seals yawn? I don't necessarily... Oh, this is from Smithsonian Magazine. Let's say half okay. and half. Might, might yeah. be right, might be wrong. They differ from other animals in that they breathe through blowholes instead of their noses in, or mouths and they are conscious breathers meaning they have to remember to breathe what, even right. while sleeping ooh that's horrifying yeah they're Speaking conscious of breathers not being able to breathe <laughs> I, hold on i was just reading the um as as for why mammals yawn scientists aren't sure why but it could be sleepiness boredom a need to oxygenate oxygenate the brain or some other cause it does not say whether or not i don't yawn. i don't think yawning has to do with oxygenating jack shit someone asked this way back in 2003 jason can see the webpage that it's 
bringing up? Uh, I can't. It's just a big glowy. Hold on. It's a glow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look, remember that? Remember when you would do a Google search and it yeah. was nothing but text? Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> the thing I like about yawning is that it's a empathy test. I'm for still re- I'm reading what it says. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You keep. I'll just talk to the audience. So, guys, a, re- a good test for empathy is the yawn test, in which if you yawn in front of another person, they will pick up on that yawn and they will reflexively yawn in return. And they think that has to do with empathy because they've noticed mm-hmm. that sociopaths and psychopaths don't do it. <laughs> if someone yawns in front of all them, right, so I have they to start lack- yawning a lot more now. <laughs> just a test to see who does it. I've done a I've done a fake No, yawn. no, no, to remind myself that I'm not a psychopath. You took that in the way opposite direction. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I need to make sure that other people don't know that I'm a complete fucking psychopath. Hold on. No, I'm not saying that psychopaths don't yawn. They don't <sighs> they don't yawn sympathetically. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I wonder what other things they don't do in sympathy. Like maybe they don't cross their legs when people cross their legs. Well, I know that for a lot of them they do things to fit in, but they're it's like the conscious breathing thing. They're con that, oh, this person said something funny, so I'm going to laugh. Oh, this person said a st- told me a story that seems sad. I should so show sympathy. You know what's but funny, though? But they're thinking that. They're consciously uh, making that decision. I, the more and more I, I think about, I think about, like, I, I'll sometimes just go on and... and like an adventure thinking about who I am. I find that occasionally I do things like that, though. Well, I mean... Well, it's... no, but hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh... So, like, I'll... When someone's telling a story that is very obviously not funny and you have to laugh just to be nice, like, I think to myself, that's something a psychopath would do. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, here's the difference. <laughs> here's the difference, okay? You are laughing so that you don't hurt the person's feelings. That is an indicator of empathy because you are... a assuming that if you don't, you're going to hurt that person's feelings. The psychopath laughs because he assumes that's what everyone else does. It's not because he's doing it to save someone's feelings. He's doing it, and I'm saying he, even though it can be she, they're doing it because they don't want to seem out of place. Yeah, but I do that too, though. But you said it yourself. You don't want to do it so that you don't hurt that person's feelings. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is it's like, um, oh, no, I guess you could chalk that up to uh, a crowd member. Mentality. I'm thinking like everybody else is drinking. I should be drinking. So maybe maybe all teenagers are psychopaths. No, that's not the that again. It's not the same thing. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to fit into a group. That's that's group pattern behavior. That's uh-huh. we're social so like, creatures. You just told me that a psychopath does that. Now here's here's okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give I'm you. I'm sorry. A bit. Actually, I'm pretty sure that it's sociopaths who actually think about doing that. Now they've noticed serial killers. They kind of say the same things that they they pretend at feelings and they pretend at response because they they're not dumb they can see how people react to one another but their reactions are fabricated they're not genuine they don't see people other people as people they don't have a necessarily they want to fit in because they don't want to stand out um, because they know that there's something different about them usually they think that they're better than everyone else or like separate or some sort of other but they lack the ability you won't believe how amazing I'm going to be. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna build a wall. The wall is being built. Did you no, see the? Did you see that's the photo narcissistic of him? personality disorder? That's something which totally is similar. Different. It's similar, similar. Yeah. Did I'm you not... see the photo of him in front of all the the wall selections? Like he he actually has contractors building him wall, like tile. Like you're going to Home Depot. Where to was buy he tile. at? Walmart. Get, <laughs> no, get no, no, no. He was standing in a fucking <laughs> desert, and there were just walls with black tiles and ones with spikes and horns and sacrificed children <laughs> and stuff on them and. 
No, no, but I, all I thought about was this is what the rich are like. This must be what they're like because mm-hmm. they fucking... <laughs> they, they, we go to Home Depot to pick out tile or maybe a faucet. Yeah. And we're looking at selections of faucets and like, hmm, I, you know what, you know what, you know what you can do that, that's kind of like psychopathic is looking at things that you know are way too expensive. Yeah. Letting the person who works there talk you, talk you up to buying something you know you can't, you very well can't buy. And all of a sudden you go, now nah, I'm going to buy the $200 faucet instead of the, the $5,000 one because. Okay. There is no <laughs> reason for a $5,000 faucet. None. It, zero. What if what if it pees beer and like <laughs> okay i'm never buying a faucet that pees anything <laughs> <laughs> it pees pee for those who like golden showers it's a shower head that literally just just spills pee all over you <laughs> War, you can set the temperature oh god i missed you two weeks you can two dance weeks around in the you. tub and say i'm a dirty baby while it pees on you <laughs> i would do that <laughs> No, all right, you we're know starting what? the show. I've, I've actually, I've, I've never found that erotic at all. I've, I have watched you. pee porn, but I've never, I've never once been like, oh man, I'd love it if somebody pissed on my thigh right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you said thigh. We're starting the show. <laughs> Piss on my face and shit in my mouth. No. <laughs> uh, <sighs> all right, in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Doomed. And on this show, Atticus tells a story, and I interrupt him. Full stop, period. Hey, guys, I know we haven't read one of your stories in a long, long time, and that's because Atticus has decided to selfishly read his own and hoard up all of the stories that are being sent to us, but I promise you, we will read them. And if you have a story that you would like for us to read eventually, please go to the Let Me Listen I'm hoarding your stories. You don't understand that. Go to the contact page and leave it for us there, or send me a message and let me know how you'd like to get them to us. I'm, getting, right. I'm keeping them in a pile next to the 10,000 pieces of canned food that are there for the apocalypse and the diapers that I shit in just to keep the poop in the house. I'm a hoarder. That's what I do. Great. <laughs> hey, is it my turn? No. Start, go with the story. That's uh, what you don't even do Previously on the... Uh, Joshua got hit by a car. His, His mother mom's found... a whore and he was hit by a car. And she knows very well that he's queer but she doesn't care and all of a sudden she's coming to the hospital and found that there is a friend there a friend who is a boy in the hospital with them and uh, oh is this gonna be hot yes all right so joan went to the to elevator to the elevator to the elevator no it says to <laughs> where elevator. elevator that's actually what it says remember the guys this is the throwaway version <laughs> joan went to the elevator stepped in pressed two and what friend was everything about today going to be new what she friend thought she thought she might faint well okay. the she went to the she went to the counter and the lady oh was that's like, right he, and the old he lady like he'd was been there. hit by a car and she said she said he had a friend he had a friend there making him feel better yeah. so he'll be fine you know, there's a friend that was with him stroking his hot dog penis <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go lay down and put my head under the back wheel of your car. Please don't stop backing out. What was the joke we were making last week? I'm going to spoon us. Yes. Go. She thought she might faint, but realized she she had never that had never happened to her, and she believed that most girls who fainted were merely pretending for attention. Yeah. No, she was lightheaded, and pinpricks of anxiety touched at the back of her neck. Ooh. She breathed again. Acceptance. Acceptance was the word of the day. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's the count. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the bell you can rang. do words. <laughs> 
Hey. Okay, no. that's Fonzie. You know why you know why he you know why he does that? That's from the old vampire literature that if you put something in front of a vampire the a thing they have to count things, it. they have to count them. That's actually Chinese vampires, I believe. If you throw rice on the floor in front of a Chinese vampire, they oh, have I to count every anything. single grain. Yeah. Like salt. Anything that was gr- considered a grain. I also think like, that demons from hell, if you spilled beans or something in front of them, they had to count everyone. Hmm. It was a compulsion, they had to do it. Huh. Well good. Oh. Jolly, jolly on them. Thank you for you know, <laughs> apparently Chinese vampires and demons are severely autistic. Hold on a second. Excuse me. <laughs> One, two, three. I'm going to get you after I'm done. Four, <laughs> five, six hundred and ninety nine. And then you just kick them. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I already rebuked you in the name of Jesus. You gotta go away. Nope. Oh, oh, you, oh, you're a demon from the from the nether world of 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 Muslim. Okay, uh, um, what do I the say? The nether world of say. Muslim. They have hell, right? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I yeah, I believe they do. Yes, they're Abrahamic. Yeah. No, I'm actually from Hades, all the way back from being that day. <laughs> I I got ferried across the boat back because I needed to torture somebody. <laughs> Persephone left. Persephone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just wanted to see the bell rang and the door slid open, revealing a long, empty hallway. She resisted the urge to run and paced the hallway. The left side of the room was room... On the left side was room after room of open doors with pulled curtains behind which she surmised other people were having a bad day. To her right were tall, floor-to-ceiling windows that overlooked another parking lot adjacent to the building, and along that wall was a railing that she pointlessly rested her hand again on while she walked. Uh It was just then, just before she neared the the left that that she needed to make, that she realized Deputy Blue had not paid her. She let out a long sigh, attempting to forget that that was grocery money. No money Damn for Damn it. <laughs> she said under her breath. Took took the left and found found the sign where the brown... Oh my god, these sentences. What the his fuck? Mother... Oh, by the way, guys, just in case you didn't catch the first two, his mommy's a prostitute. And a good one, too. Well, she likes to like make little dicks come. <laughs> that's, not, not, that's what it not, says on her business card. Not not boy dicks. Men, little, men's little dicks. That... Men's little... Only little dicks. Little dicks only. That's... that's... <laughs> And yet, what's a little dick? Um, I I don't know. I've been able to fit some pretty big hot dogs in me. So hold well, on. Well, what's the what's the uh, what's the uh, average is five. Average is five, but I think microphallus is two. Oh my god! If I had a dick that was only five inches long, I would be I would ah, be upset. Watch, you'd what? You'd be upset. I'd be upset. You just walk down the street crying <laughs> all the time. Why? Well, I, I don't even wear underwear. <laughs> Look at this. I'm showing it to people. Look! Look at my dick. <laughs> I have heard that there are some that have no shaft. Yeah, I told you. I told you a story. Of, well, a, a story told to me by someone who who saw one that was just we, a head. We can't make them feel bad. It's unfortunate. I wish something could be done, but they can still live. But seriously, oh my god, are you afraid that I'm going to offend somebody with a with a microphone? <laughs> one of our listeners you, is Jason, like, "Mine's going cave." <laughs> If there was a person out there who listens to the show that has a microphallus, I mean, how how could they be upset with me saying that I'd be upset? Of course they're upset. You know Well, yeah, you are. would be. Your whole life has been nothing but one endless parade of gigantic cocks. <laughs> and also beautiful women that I could just turn away like, me. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> They're just outside the door. Oh, I'm sorry. Forrest Gump of sex partners. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I see you're very pretty and you're literally putting your boobs on my head, but I'm not interested. I like cock. <laughs> Fuck 
you. Big car. <laughs> How about I impregnate you by looking the other way? Then you can die of AIDS, <laughs> and I can take care of your AIDS baby. <laughs> Imagine if that was the the horrible end of Forrest Gump, that it was actually That him. is the horrible that, end of no, Forrest Gump! let me finish what I'm saying, Jason. That he is the person who gave her HIV. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he doesn't know it because it's just, it's, it's, it's only slowly going through his system. It's laying dormant, and then all of a sudden he's out there with, uh, oh, what's his fucking face? The kid who, he was done in the sixth sense. He, he looks really weird. Haley Joel, uh, Joel Osment? Yeah, Haley Joel Osment is standing who's, there and he's like, son, he was, I have looks, AIDS now too. He, he grew up and starts, he looks like a Dick Tracy villain now. He's like, little face. Hey, little face, because he's got a little face on a great big head. Yeah, yeah, like that. Except except his dad's like, oh, hold on a second, I've got so much AIDS coming out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I killed your mom with it. That was my revenge. <laughs> I got she it from was the Saigon a whore. whore. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from Lieutenant Diane. <laughs> My favorite movie is about that <laughs> about that mentally handicapped man that had sex once with an AIDS lady. <laughs> Did he? Do you really think that that was when he lost his virginity? That was the only time he had sex. <clears throat> but he didn't get AIDS from her. Uh, well, you, number mean... one, it's not a deadlock cinch. <laughs> I deserved it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I put a baby in her. I don't know he... what the. I don't know what the. She must have slept around after she gave birth to the kid because the kid doesn't have AIDS. Or it. Or it was one of the initial strains that was just very slow moving. Maybe. She, yeah. I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> I used to really love it until you and Steve ruined it for me. <laughs> fucking pieces of shit i still think it is a well-made movie i don't well made I, is is one thing yeah. but it's good it's is like another all the movies from that year like braveheart <laughs> i could still watch that movie and enjoy it there were two other films that came out that year that were much better than both braveheart and forrest gump i'm pretty sure that searching for bobby fisher came out that year as well as schindler's list <sighs> Pulp Fiction. Oh, no, I'm thinking of 1993. And Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, yeah. I think they the, were both nominated, but that won, didn't it, Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump won everything. <sighs> Pulp Fiction, I think, got Best Screenplay or something. I hate the Academy Awards, too, so it doesn't... I don't care. I'm just I, saying that I still a lot want came out. one, Jason, and you're going to help me out. get it. <laughs> as soon as this book has finished a third version... Oh, I finished the second version, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. As soon as the second one's done and the third one's done, and then I send it off, they're going to make it into a movie. It's that good. <laughs> You're starting to sound like, what's his name? <laughs> Not Peter Gunn. What's the name of the fashion dude? Who? I can't remember his name now. I'm old. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm old and I have AIDS dripping out of my ears. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, there just outside the door sat a boy about Josh's age with an uncommon tan in New England, wearing a pair of shorts, Converse high tops, and a filthy t-shirt, and with his hands in his lap, cupping a baseball and plainly waiting for something. She stopped at his side. Underneath the ball cap, she could see his face. She could not see his face or any defining features, not that she would know him, being that she and Josh were never outgoing enough to meet many people in the neighborhood. That's right. The prostitute was not outgoing enough. You heard it here first, everybody. She Then he lifted up his face, and she was like, oh, I fucked your dad. She literally yeah. says that to him. You're Tom's kid. But she wanted Your dad to see... wanted me to shit in his mouth. <laughs> 
She <laughs> and he liked it too. And then I, I helped him install a pee a pee shower. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yum yum yum." <laughs> Here's some my pictures. Shit. <laughs> Eat my creamy shit. <laughs> now start crying and run away, little boy. <laughs> no, I want you to tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Who had he been spending time with? Okay, next chapter. Ben had been lazily rolling a ball left and right in his hands and was now bored as the doctor had expressly said, no, you cannot watch Josh get his stitches. Absolutely not. And was upset with this. But like a good boy, he did not argue with him and merely wanted to see that his new friend would be okay. While on the ambulance ride... Huh? I'm, I'm a good boy. <laughs> While on the ambulance ride, he had been befuddled to learn that Josh had lived in town for more than three years and had never once bumped into him. They had a lot in common. For instance, they were both Red Sox fans, yet had a strong adoration for Mickey Mantle. They hid from others, yet Josh never learned how to play baseball. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Josh, in fact, had a Mickey Mantle uh, a Mickey Mantle rookie card, which he would show to Ben sometime in the near future, so long as he did not touch it. Even though Josh had been... I don't know if it would be that important yet. Oh, he was fucking fantastic then, wasn't he? He was, but I mean, baseball cards didn't really start becoming a hot, hot, hot collectible until a little bit later. So until Mickey he Mantle died. Card, <laughs> a Mickey Mantle rookie card now? Yeah, that that's a thing. Yeah. Even though Josh had been in the ninth grade along with him, he was taking the the bulk of his classes at the community college, and his gym days were on different days than his. That would account for why he'd never seen him. But how could another kid not have any friends? He suspected... That, hmm? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> he takes pee showers and has AIDS coming out of <laughs> He takes <laughs> pee showers! <laughs> He inspected Josh up and down on the stretcher, attempting to note anything that might signify that he was so different he could never be out and found nothing. He was not mentally retarded or missing a leg or mute or deaf or a deaf mute. And other than his <laughs> prim and proper way of dressing and his well-kept hair and his manner of speech, his height and bulk, there was nothing that separated him from the rest of the boys he'd known his entire life. Except Jack for one thing, right, ladies and gentlemen? We all know what it is. Jack, Jeffrey, Jason, and now Josh. What was one more J-Friend? More fun. Ah, J-Friends. You're a J-Friend. That's right. I'm a J-Friend. And you don't pick your nose like all the I'm... other J-Friends. <laughs> what? Whom I had to cut their fingers off of. <laughs> you will not do that in my presence again, J-Friends. I'm the only one who could pick my nose ever. Now watch me pick your nose with... <laughs> pick my nose with your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's stuck again. <laughs> Uh-oh, what's that, a tinkleberry? Good thing I have these spare fingers to pick them out. <laughs> oh god wait a minute i had 22 fingers but now i only have 21 they're just they're just glued on one of them glue. one of them is missing he actually he actually attempted to to attach a blood vessel in his hand to one of them and just keeps aimlessly squirting blood out the other end he sewed them around around his ass crack so it looks like some bizarre sea anemone Ah! Oh my god, you're reminding me. They keep uh, my underwears up. About a hundred podcasts ago, I said something like, what, what if you had a tongue in your anus? Oh! <laughs> well, yes, but it'd be the best way of telling you whether or not you're sick. You know what would be the worst deformity to have? <laughs> if you had a conjoined twin and his face was right above your ass... <laughs> nope. <laughs> that would be awesome. Every no, maybe for you, but not for any potential boyfriend. 
<laughs> He'd be like, He'd okay, baby. kiss the belly button. I'm going to take you. No, right above your ass crack, not, not on your front, on your back. So, like, the jaw is... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so when the boyfriend is behind you... Yeah, he's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take it out of the ass and put it in the mouth. and Out of uh, the ass and put it in the Actually, I think I saw a porn where that happened once, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was one guy in a sling... And then another guy in a sling that was hung slightly higher, and one one guy was face was facing a certain way, and then the and then the other guy above his ass was facing, and he the one you fucked him in the ass and then took it out of the ass and put it in the other guy's mouth. <laughs> Okay, so you've seen all the porn, right? You've no, seen it all at this point. I've seen them all. I've told you what types I, I would never see all the porn. <laughs> oh my god, Jason, I'd be a hobo in the street if I saw all the porn. <laughs> I saw the pee video with Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're the person that has the lone person that has the copy of it. <clears throat> he stopped rolling the ball as a pair of women's saddle shoes came into view. Just looked, shoes? Huh? Ghost <laughs> shoes? <laughs> Just ghost shoes. He looked up to a lady much like a, much like his own mar- mother, with a curly pinned updo dressed in capris and a peach blouse that he could almost see through. Underneath, she was wearing a type of underwire he'd never seen before. It was a crisscross hmm. laced in the front and many times and went over the front of her bosom to her belly button. He winced back at this thought as he realized that this must be Josh's mother. Then his thoughts went back to the normal niceties of daily life. She was pretty, yes, but a mom, and that made her what? He never really thought about girls too much. That made her a hot mom. That's what it made her. She's a hot mom. But he knew it was a faux pas to think of strange thoughts about someone's mother. She looked like she'd been crying. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want to fuck her his mother. It is not a faux pas to think thoughts about someone else's mom. You know what? That's the one thing that I never had. Seriously, how many friends' mothers were you like, oh. Zero, because none of my friends' mothers were attractive. (laughs) They were all homely pieces of... (laughs) Yes, they were. They were like hobgoblins. They were like very nice ladies, but like for some reason, a lot of my friends were like the last of eight kids, so their mom were... Their moms were built like beach balls with this tuft of gray hair on the top of their head. They were very nice, but... I'm (laughs) 140. Jason, you come to swim in the doughboy pool? Gary's out back. She rolls into the kitchen literally like like violet in the willy wonka in the chocolate factor <laughs> tits hanging down to her knees i'm gonna put some more spray cheese on these doritos you boys can have a snack <laughs> not a one not a single one and none of my girlfriend's mothers were terribly attractive either you, yeah i love how you you're like no nah, i even thought about it i did i, thought I about have it. i have i thought about banging my girlfriend's mom i, I never have in it's the just ass, never come up even though she's yeah got that's a exactly twin. right <laughs> she's got a conjoined twin on her yeah <laughs> I fucked her and her mom. Hey, Grandma. I've never, how about you, you know what? I've never, you know what? I've never understood, and, and I think I've said this before. I've never understood the fascination with wanting to have sex with either sisters at the same time or twins at the same time. I would like that, but it's incest for the other two. Not only if they're fucking each other. Okay, so what are they doing? <laughs> Making sure not to touch one another? No, but they are. I, I think I, we already went over this quite a few times, Jason. They're, okay, twins do that kind of stuff. 
it's 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 a thing. I remember reading about it in in a uh, in psychology that that uh, most of them are are actually very horrified to actually admit it. But yeah, when the, some of them even maintain relationships like that long, long later, like okay, so that one girl that that the the one the twins that are actually one body and two heads, <laughs> they're going to be okay with sharing a partner. They have to. Yeah, they have to, huh? And technically, they're both having they're having. I wonder who has the orgasm. Do you think they both? I have don't it? know because I I don't know where I know that they have a single set of organs down there mm-hmm. because of the way they're divided up. One has half one one head controls half of the body and the other head controls the other half of the body. So they have to make a, walking around and doing stuff. They've made a coordinated effort. They have to literally you know work together to walk. Oh my god! I just keep picturing this almost cartoon like character hobbling along, going left, right, left. No, right. they're fine. I mean, they don't have to say that out loud. They're 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 very good at it. They drive and everything. I saw I saw a, a I think it was probably an episode of some some of talk show back in the mid nineties where a pair of conjoined guys were conjoined at the belly and they both had separate genitalia, but they could they shared a digestive system. Oh, and and someone someone came up to the front and they were like, "Hey, have you guys ever done the do?" And they're like, "That's private." And they gave each <laughs> other they gave each other a high five. And I'm like, "No, what? Okay, you think it's a weird thing that I would." I would actually like to see a set of twins bang it out. Okay, but for, for the idea of some woman or man going, I would really like to be underneath that conjoined belly being fucked in the pussy or in the ass. Like, that is the most horrifying thing ever, that that's someone's kink. <laughs> They're like first your dick, then your dick, and there's like, <laughs> how are they laying with the legs? Like they can't even kiss him. No, they'd have to like like wind around the, the belly. Like Jason can see what I'm doing, but I can't describe like, yeah, it. Yeah, he looks like he has scoliosis. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. but, but <laughs> You know, people find a way, man. People find a way. They'll figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah. We're weird, fucked up animals. We have, we, boy. (sighs) She did not, uh, upon the boy lifting his cap. You don't see a horse saying, you gotta pee on me or I can't finish, do you? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even hear what you said. (laughs) I said, you don't see a horse saying, if you don't pee on me, I can't finish. Yeah, but they Could you imagine being a farmer and you have to know the kinks of all of your animals in order for them to continue to have offspring? Oh, here comes Bessie. I've got to tweak her nipple. Hey, Commodore. Yes, yes, you can have me later because his fetish is humans. That's what that video is. <laughs> upon lifting the uh, upon the boy lifting his cap so she could see his face, she recognized him not from daily life, but from the many pages of art books Josh brought home from the library. Uh oh, what? Didn't, she did not know much about art, but knew his face was a perfect Renaissance face, duplicated oh. multiple times throughout history by every artist imaginable. Even her own son had reproduced it on his nudes, causing her to believe momentarily that this boy might have been in her house when she was not home, like some there. sort of magic man. Her son conjured him from the air laying there allowing josh to draw him no like he'd been physically in the house i know all right my thing was a joke i didn't think that her son was magic and drew a guy that clipped off the pages like some fucked up weird science movie the devil you know jason whatever (laughs) he was straight out of one of the pages that had excess 
massive wear in one of the books. Fingerprints <laughs> lining the page. The crease of the spine of the book so powerfully folded that when she opened it, the book flopped open so that the page to that page, no matter where she turned, <laughs> so he opens it up every time. He's like, oh, that one right there. The drying at oh. eyes that followed her. Michelangelo's David. <laughs> Except Michelangelo's David is all lying on his back, jerking it. But staring at a pornographic urn. <laughs> Ooh, that... Wait, I gotta ask this question though. Okay, so you know that Grecian some Grecian urns were were extraordinarily pornographic, right? Yeah. So do you think ancient Grecians would go into like a private part of their house and just take an urn with them? <laughs> Like hieroglyphs, or like and like just Egyptian like jerk at heart. Like I'm, I hold on a second. I got to go to this specific section of the wall next to next to the 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 tomb of Tutankhamun. Well, I have told <laughs> you that one a, of there's a drawing of a girl with a nice pair of floppy titties. <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the one of the things that archaeologists love to find are trash heaps from ancient civilizations, mm-hmm. right? Because what they throw out can tell them more about the civilizations. One of the things that they have discovered is one of the most popular writings ever is a story about a man who is hung like a log. It's literally like they keep finding snippets of the same story about this guy with a giant dick. It's basically porn. <coughs> they found well, it's porn. probably more realistic than the amount of Atlantis stories we've found around the world. That's true. That's true. That's now that you, you know what? That that could be a, a great fucking story. Yeah, a Babylonian huge dick goes to Atlantis. <laughs> Hold on, I need to write that down as a note. Oh god. <laughs> So what was it you said? Uh, I said Babylonian huge dick goes to Atlantis. A story from ancient history about a guy with an enormous cock. Google this later. You know what I wish? I wish I could hear all of those notes that he talks into his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. But was this friend more than a friend? Was this part of acceptance? He was too young, she thought. My son is too young for this. Then thought better of it. She herself had done... Dot, dot, dot. You're Josh's mom, right? The boy Wait, asked. She did, she did dot, dot, dot. No, I, I said dot, dot, dot. Oh, okay. You yes. dot, dot, dotted her? Yeah. As she was about to walk in, the boy stood up, straightened himself, reached out with his dirty hand, and said, Ben Clemente. That would account for his tan, she Sounds thought. Sounds like a disease. He's Italian. <laughs> He's Italian. It would also account for his uncanny likeness to the artistry of her son's drawing. Josh, uh, Josh Gagnon, she said, and shook his hand, shook his, Joan Gagnon. That's her name, not his, not her son's Joan. name. Joan. What's said, your son's name? Yeah. Josh. Josh. <laughs> she said, and shook his hand lightly. He moved out of the way, presenting, presenting the door with his right hand. She obliged and reached for the door handle, turning it, and revealed her boy. Finally, there he was, sitting on the doctor's examination bed, uncommonly shabby. The left side of his face was black and blue, and the eye appeared puffy, as if punched by a giant fist. In the center of the was a bruise was the most apparent were a set of five vertical stitches like a small unfinished railroad embedded there. She, she, next to him next to him stood what she could only assume was the doctor, as he was wearing a white coat around his uh, and around his neck was a stethoscope. They both looked in her direction. The doctor took a step forward and she paid him no mind as she lunged forward, hugging Josh and planting kisses on top of his head. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I'm planting them. They will
will grow into pea trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boy, what happened? And how in the heck did you get hit by a car? Josh al had allowed her, to, uh, allowed her to have her fit of love, to hug and kiss him, but did not answer her question because she had been overwhelmed by he had been overwhelmed by embarrassment. Outside the door, Ben peered in over his right shoulder from the chair, and with a smirk on his face, and with no one else looking, he made kissy faces at Josh, mocking him. Josh got a boner. <laughs> he made with pursed lips, joking with his new friend. Josh mouthed stop and widened his eyes, and in a barely contained anger, he almost burst out laughing. Both the doctor and Joan looked in Ben's direction in the hall, and all the sounds ceased except for Ben's lips smacking together. He had, uh, he had his eyes shut while doing this, and when he opened them, there before him were the two very annoyed adults who stared him down along with Josh, who had rolled his lips together to hold his laughter. Just then, the doctor reached to the door and closed it in Ben's face, shutting out the stupid child. Stupid. Stupid child. We gotta, t we gotta take care of the AIDS, AIDS, AIDS face. Okay, there's none in the United States yet. Sell down. It's all right, he said to the door. My mom will be here soon anyways. At that moment, a man came around the corner dressed in a very fine gray suit that was pressed neatly into what, in, in a way he knew Josh would appreciate. He was old. Ben thought he must be a hundred. He had a bald head with gray tufts of hair that matched his suit and jowls that hung damn near to the floor. His coat fluttered upon his approach of the door, and there Ben spied a badge, the kind he'd seen in his TV dragnet shows. A detective, he thought. Only detectives wore their badges tucked into their waistbands. Hundred-year-old detective. <laughs> I was born Excuse in 1859. <laughs> My name is Detective Old Man. His shoes were so meticulously, meticulously shined that Ben could see his face in them as the man stopped and directly in front of him. Before the man could speak, and even though he had done nothing wrong, Ben felt, felt uneasy in his gaze. There was a lot of power behind those eyes, or maybe it was wisdom. He could not tell the difference. Are you Benjamin... It was Jack. Huh? It was Jack Daniels. Oh. Are you Benjamin Clemente? He asked you, yeah, yeah, Say it jowly. You said his jowls no, were down on the floor. Yeah, but he's not... <laughs> that's not what's going on here. He asked yeah. in a booming voice that carried down the hall. Ben nodded and began to st to stand up. The officer put out his his hand parallel to the ground and moved it down, signifying he wanted Ben to stay seated. As if by some force beyond his control that radiated from the old man, the old hand, Ben felt compelled to sit and did so, wondering if he would have sat, he would have had that power one day. He's a Jedi. The old hand reached into a jacket and pulled out a small wire notebook and a pen. He said, did you see the accident? Asked. Ugh. No, he said it. You wrote that well, down. Technically, technically, you can you can interchange. It doesn't matter so long as there's a question mark. Yeah, J.K. Rowling yeah, it does be. it. J.K. Dowling. Rowling does it. That's. A <laughs> She'll put they said and then put a question mark at the end of a question. Okay. She wins because she sold more books than any human on earth, including Whatever. God. <laughs> he nodded, said, "Yes, sir. I'd like to get a statement from you." He put the pen to the paper and has somehow induced a sort of hypnotic effect on Ben as he began to speak. He told the story in his own words: the ball, the new boy, the old blue truck, the old man in the farmer's hat, McGowan. And when he when he was done, he almost felt as if the story had been stolen from the, from him rather than asked after. The gentleman politely thanked him and, and went to the door, putting away the notepad and pen. There he knocked, and annoyed the, the annoyed doctor opened the door, peering out and expecting Ben, but softened when he saw the gentleman in 
the new nice suit. He reached out and shook the officer's hand jovially. They both smiled with fake teeth. Ben could tell because his dad had sat there and was and was something about uh, what? Ben could tell because his you dad wrote had it. a set. Oh, he knew they were fake teeth. Oh. Ben could tell they were fake teeth because his dad had a set, and there was something about teeth, the teeth that had an unreal quality to them, like they were too perfect. It was how he knew. The doctor okay. let the officer in and shut the door behind him. The officer looked up and Josh uh, looked Josh up and down on the examination bed, then bed, then glanced to Joan. Then he looked back to the doctor and smiled strangely. To Josh, it looked like the man were being controlled by puppet strings. The smile he gave the doctor was it was so disingenuous the way some uh, the way it came and went like a like pleasantry between passing predators. Ooh, I like that line. Pleasantry. No, between the, the smile was so disingenuous the way it came and went like a pleasantry between passing predators okay Ooh. alliteration <laughs> he reached out with his hand to Josh and said Detective Gajewski I don't know Gajewski. where I got that name from Josh took people the hand people call me Juicy Josh took the hand and found it to be uncommonly cold and rough it came close to hurting and his, uh, hurting his hand, and then he released. I'd like to ask you a few questions about the accident, he said, and pulled the notepad and pen out of his lapel pocket. Josh looked to his mother for approval to tell the story, the story one more time. She nodded, then to the doctor, who stood there blankly, the ba- uh, then back to the officer. Sure, pee on my face. <laughs> well, I didn't feel like going to Scouts today, so I decided to go uh, to McGowan's for some, some candy and walk around. Sure you did. Huh? Okay. No, I'm being the detective. And then what happened? His mother intruded. Did you take the dirt the dirt road that goes around the town? Did you take the dirt road no, that, that wound, goes around the town? That wound around the town. That wound around the town. Did you take the dirt road? Or the main drag. I took the dirt road. They all nodded as the officer was penning, not looking up from the pad. Anyways, I walked past the industrial parks and found that my pants were around my ankles. And I was ankles? off to the steel mill with my red dick. (laughs) (laughs) They all nodded and the officer was penning, not looking up from the pad. Anyways, I walked past the industrial parks and found that there was a baseball field next to Woolworths. There were a group of boys playing ball and I decided to watch them. While he spoke, he noticed something even more strange than the smile on the officer's face. That that pen was moving, but it was not in fact writing anything at all. He could not hear the scratching of the pen against the paper. The pen seemed to float over it, doing nothing. He said nothing about this and continued. Then a fly ball went over the fence and into the street. That's when Ben called for me to get it. I went into the street to get it, and I turned, and that's when the old farmer's rearview mirror struck me in the head. Can you give me a description of him? He asked. He was um, old. He did not know what else to say about the man's appearance, but added, He was wearing a farmer's hat and blue overalls. And what did his truck look like? Josh could not recall even mentioning a truck. <laughs> okay. I see. The perplexed look on his face gave away his misgivings. The officer said, I talked to your friend Ben outside before I talked to you. A smile a small giddy smile. You know, your friend Bend. Bend over. Bend over, who's gonna pretty soon gonna be jerking you off. A small giddy excitement <laughs> ran through Josh at Ben being called his friend now. Now what did the truck look like? It was strange. The details that had escaped him before when telling the story to his mother and the doctor now came back to him and it was in its almost perfect clarity. But the officer were not ac- uh, but if the officer were not actually writing any anything down, what did it matter? Yeah. He suspected that maybe the man had an eidetic memory, much like his own, and that the fake writing was just for appearances, you know, like psychopaths. He had already written gay in huge letters on his notepad. Then <laughs> drew a big veiny dick in the margins. <laughs> and then put cum coming out all over it and all over the hand. Come, 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 come. <laughs> Excuse me. Tell me the story again. That's what the officer Manny DeRusso like. is a detective. Excuse me, ma'am. One more thing. Just one more question. 
come. Come here, you dame. That's, that's not a question. Come, 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 come. <laughs> After I come on your face, I like to draw in it with my dick. <laughs> Do you have any SpaghettiOs? <laughs> Can I have a steak and fries? I want to slurp SpaghettiOs with my pants off. <laughs> While using Web TV, that, now this is you remember what? Web TV? What from the early two thousands? Web TV? No, <clears throat> it was like you you had your you had your your TV set. Uh, you had this thing connected directly to your to your LAN, your um your modem. I literally like, did not have cable, and it was huh? I did not have cable from nineteen ninety five to two thousand six. Okay, well anyway, he had Web TV in his own in his room in his personal room, <laughs> and he was always going on porn sites. It was nothing but porn. Porn, 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 porn. Come on, guys. You want to watch the thing where this girl throats this cock that's so big it's almost like a horse's dick? Uh. <laughs> uh, he suspected that maybe the... Oh. But that smile. He felt revolted when he saw when he saw the truck in his mind. And when he began to speak, a wretch began to tug at the back of his throat. He, he reckoned it must be anxiety and he gulped it back. He said... It was not dark blue, but baby blue. He retched and stuck out his tongue. Are you okay, baby? His mother asked his mother, who had not been aware of anything. Not the strange no. smile, not the writing Just of the his officer. concussion. <laughs> or the smell of the... S- he could smell, which seemed to come out of nowhere. It was like feces, propane, and sulfur that had all been mixed together for his smelling pleasure. <laughs> That's the devil. He gagged the pain and gulped it back. Yeah, I'm fine. He was not fine. Joan began to rub at his back, and it only made it worse. It was baby blue with a lot of rust around the chrome bump he retched again and this time with a stomach full of hot dogs baked bean and a small portion of licorice came directly up out of his throat spewing out of the air in great cobs when did he eat the hot dog and the baked beans that was before he had for lunch before he left for scout oh okay he had once traveled with his mother to, to acadia park in maine there amongst the great stone crags formed over millions of years waves crashed upward in vertical walls was vomit rock <laughs> in vertical walls of stone in a tumult that reached well over his head, even over his father's height of six foot five. It was as if Poseidon himself had reached within his belly and taken control of the water, there pressed upward with his trident, forcing the vomit out at speeds that caused it to splash all over the two men standing, standing before them. Once the stream had ended, he realized that the two had not even moved. They had not even stirred. His mother stepped back, stepped back in a clear, a clear yard to avoid the stream. He was now looking in horror. The doctor and the officer were coated in pale brown goo, along with the smattering of chewed beans and hot dogs. <laughs> Are you noticing something that I did carry on to the newest version? What's that? People puking. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't like puking, but I think that watching people vomit is really funny. (laughs) I find watching people vomit makes me want to vomit, so I try not to watch people vomit. And the smell. Very gently, Uh. the doctor took off his glasses and wiped them clean on a clear area of his white coat. Just out of curiosity. What? Not where you were vomiting. Worst vomiting experience with another person. Oh well, I, I was been. At, I've been at work a couple of times where someone just all of a sudden splash vomit all over the floor. And yeah, I'm 
But like, that's an expected oh, work oh, hazard. Oh, but no, vomit is not. No, you expect shit. You expect urine. <laughs> you do not expect vomit. That just happens sometimes. It just happens. Yeah. So you've never had a, an instance with like a friend. Well, no, you did do a vomit story. The first, one of the first times you ever got drunk was a vomit story. Oh yeah, right. I was so satisfied. I was like, oh. okay. So worst, <laughs> worst vomit. That wasn't me. I was on a date. We went to a party. I puked party in her school. lap, and then she said, fuck me in the puke. No. Fuck me in the party. pussy with the puke. Party's going pretty good. My date gets pretty drunk. And there's a girl there at the party that also gets pretty drunk that she knows the woman that I'm on the date with. Doesn't know me. They're up on the roof. I lose track of her for a little while. I go up onto the roof, and I see her, and she's pl- like, gives me eyes, like, please help me with this. The girl is throwing up so drunk that she could barely stand and saying to my date, I love you so much. <laughs> Why can't we be together? And trying to grab her and vomiting. So it'd be like, ah, and all of this liquor, you know, the body trying to save itself <laughs> is splashing all over this rooftop. And she wouldn't miss a beat. As soon as she's done, she's like, Why can't we be together? <laughs> <laughs> because you puke and then you want me to fuck you in the puke. <laughs> so we're trying to make sure that she is all puked out mm-hmm. before the cab that we called for them shows up. Mm-hmm. This is pre-Uber because a cab will actively drive away if they see two people holding up a third person who's vomiting all over the place. We hustle them into the cab. We make sure she's completely empty. Get her into the car. <coughs> send her off. Say, driver here. Here's your money. Go. Worst vomiting story. Okay. Okay. Very gently, the doctor took off his glasses and wiped them in the clean area of his white coat. It did little but smudge the vomit around. He combed them back and he combed back his hair on his balding head and asked, "You think you're done?" Without much emotion, the detective reached over his shoulder and scooped some vomit off and, ra- off and raised it to his face. Please Josh stop. thought for a moment that he, the man, might eat it, but the man gave it a whip, whiff, and then slopped it onto the floor. Josh was panting, searching for his body for more for more projectile vomit. When he was sufficiently calmed, he rubbed his belly in embarrassed and said, I think so. He looked I think I'm two, hungry now. He looked the two up and down. What was wrong with them? It smelled like puke in there, and they weren't even flinching. Even his mother, who took a step forward and began to wrench, clenching her stomach, she bent over and hauled up the other half of her meal she had prepared before bringing Josh to scouts. Oh my god! Her vomit came up in great hops, smattering against the white floor, mingling with Josh's vomit. <laughs> okay, you've lost control. No, you know what though? I want you. I want you, the person who to is throw up. The story, <laughs> to have, no, there you go with that empathy thing again. That is what vomiting. If you vomit as well as, because you smell the vomit, it's because a member of your party might be sick. In which case, the best thing you can possibly do is vomit up the contents of your stomach. Well, I think that that has something to do with, we all used to eat the same thing, but someone would bring something back, we'd yeah. all eat it, yeah. and if one of them vomited, it would probably be safe that we all do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I want you as the reader to puke all over your book. <laughs> Then no. you have to buy another book. That's brilliant. This. There's a reason for what? this. Her vomit right. came up in grape cups, smattering the white towel floor, mingling with Josh's I'm ending. Again, again, the podcast two... over. No, it's not over. <laughs> the, the two... It's not over. <laughs> I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> I'm not done. There's eight vomit to be had. <laughs> they start slipping in it and throw it up. <laughs> they coat the walls. Josh, Josh stood there stoically watching. Josh looked from his mother to the men who, who saw a very slight... 
almost dismissible grin come at the corners of the doctor's mouth and then disappear. It was almost a pleasurable smile. He felt a slight bit of terror in their gaze and wanted nothing more than to leave. The room was smelt was the smell of eff was wet with the smell of effluence. <laughs> Jason's dead. <laughs> Just then, having <sighs> been excited by the commotion, Ben opened the door and stood there. After one breath, he backed away, holding his nose, and said, What the? Then he vomited up heaping gobs of old spaghetti into the breezeway of the door. <laughs> Unapologetically, he looked about the room. Okay. From the doctor to the officer. That's the end of the puke. And then to Josh and Joan and Oh, smiled. good. It didn't turn out to be the, the, <laughs> the epic main puke storm, where it's just this wall of... of Wait, of, so uh, what happens when you watch... Uh, Stand by me and the, the benevolent am- order of antelope. Do you fast forward through that scene when that 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 scene is so clearly fake that I can that I'm fine with it because I can I know how that gag is done. I know how they did it. Yeah, right. I know how they did it. The too. ones that I, I have a problem with are the people who hold things in their mouth and then vomit. That to me is disgusting. <laughs> but the one where it's the it's the pipe gag that I get. That's you know that's uh, yeah. I get that. that he did not bother. know what else to do, but the comically the comicality of the scene. And having just vomited, drew out his own his childishness. He began to laugh more heartily than he ever had in his entire life, and it even lit a great fart during church that uh, 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 during church prayer that even the pastor could not help but giggle at. In great hitching bursts of laughter came out came out of him and echoed down the hall. His abdomen his abdomen clenched and released with the cacophonous burst popping popping out of him. Popping, <laughs> popping. <laughs> I'm popping. <laughs> Josh began to laugh too, uproariously meeting his new friend's laughter. Then the great hitch uh, got a hold of Ben and he drew air into his stomach rather than his lungs and released. And what released came out as a burp, the kind you excuse yourself for at my grandmother's table. <laughs> his stomach hurt like he'd done a hundred sit-ups and his laughter began to subside. They both let out a few uh and uh at the end of it. Then Joan, Ben, and Josh were left to stare at the two old men who did not stir except to wipe vomit down and onto the floor. There seemed to have moved to anyone. There seemed, they seemed to, uh, they seemed to be moved by any moment of this oh neither seem to be moved by any moment of the scene let's end there okay that's it thank you Eddie, for this story stop it and remember guys we just don't want his stories of vomit if you have a story that you'd like to send to us and have read on the air, please you know, let me listen to podcast website. Go to the contact page and leave it for us there or let me know how to get what? What is it? I just thought of the worst thing ever. It's not our show if you don't say it. Oh, the worst. Okay. Worse than a shit shower. Worse worse than a pee shower. A vomit shower. Okay. We're done. Say goodbye. For for, for let me finish. This is just hurting. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it reminds me of the scene, the scene in uh, uh, Goonies when he's when he's telling the police, uh, the the Fratelli family about how and when he fakes like puke. I threw the fake puke off the balcony and I went huh, huh, and then I made everybody on the floor puke. <laughs> and this is the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the worst part. And they're like, oh my! Joey Pants is in that scene. Joe Pantoliano. It's just yeah. sitting there like, oh. <laughs> uh, <sighs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> you need to see somebody. 
The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod, produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.